Yo, what's going on everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drink Beer and Play a Game, and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Yes, hello everybody, welcome to episode 193, fuck, I'm tired. God damn it, why do we do this right away? It's, uh, we asked ourselves that question, Jim. We started doing these episodes on Fridays, and we're like, do we need to record on Mondays? But then again... That's like, it's like almost become its own, it's like when I was a kid and look, look forward to Monday Night Raw. It's like something to both look forward to and be like, I'm going to be tired if I stay up all night watching it or doing it, but it's worth it. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, uh, uh, coming up on this episode, we don't do the coming attractions thing, but yeah, Dan from Console Wars will be joining us during this episode to recap our weekend at MAGFest, so... Make sure to stick around for that, and also got to give, speaking of guests, a big shout-out and thank you to Blade Blur for coming on last week and uh, imparting all of his knowledge on us for all the games from 2022 that we did not play, so he's always that nice little encyclopedia we can bring on. Yeah, and I believe, um, I don't know if he did it live, but I know he also posted a link, Um, I'm not sure if he shared the video on YouTube. He um, covered the games he did for our level 50 club. Yes, he um, did that on Twitch while we were away. So, so yeah, so I'm not sure if he's... Sorry, for some reason my thing's out of focus now. Um, I'm not sure if he's planning on releasing it on YouTube, but if he does, put the links below. If you're not already following him, make sure you do. Yeah, yeah, I think he has it as a video on demand on his Twitch, so you can at least find it there. Yeah, but uh, Chambers, I know we're going to dive into it later, but... Uh, How's your body feeling after, you know, you got more than 24 hours now and you're convention free. <laughs> How are you feeling? <laughs> well, my, my body was not re- last night was not ready to be out of convention mode. So, like, I finally went to bed by like 930, 10 o'clock ish. And like, I fell asleep right the fuck away. Like, I crashed. Mm-hmm. And then about like one o'clock in the morning, I get up. I'm like, oh, I got to pee. And I never fell back asleep after that. Because I, I think my body registered that as, like, the power nap that I needed before, like, being a human again. Instead of being like, hey, get some real fucking sleep. So, yeah, I've been up all goddamn day. I'm freaking beat right now. Which is what I needed after a weekend of not sleeping or sleeping next to a toilet. <laughs> you shouldn't have to deal with the smells I had, too. Or, or passing out while meeting certain people. You know, people you really look around <laughs> for at the meeting. And then, you know, you, you, do, you always do. You just fucking pass out. You know, we need to talk and socialize. Yeah. But yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll get into that with Dan a little bit later. But Chambers, to get you over this little hump, get you back into the drinking thing. What uh, what are you pouring out tonight? Well, Brian, I'm keeping it simple, keeping keeping the tradition rolling. I'm the one who brought home all the Coors Lights that we were pre-gaming with, so I have a lot of Coors Light to go through still. So that's what I'm hitting up tonight. <laughs> My <laughs> liver is already so used to it after the past couple of days. Why should I fuck it up? Why should I change? But, Jim, it's funny. I feel like that is just your go-to for most of these episodes. Like, well, I have leftover cores. And for a guy who has Keystone behind you, I don't think you've actually drank that much Keystone on this podcast. I actually have not. A surprisingly low amount of Keystone on the podcast. Yeah. Because I drink, like, a month's worth during a week when I do on my family vacation. So it's like, you know, I get my Keystone filling me. By the way, maybe I'm a little slow to this. But I'm just realizing now that that Keystone Mountain behind you looks an awful like a lot like the Coors Mountain. Yes, it does. I mean, this is the old logo, the one that didn't get sued by Stone Brewing. So, but I think Keystone's also like a like you know the cheaper subsidiary, of course. So it's like the bottom of their vats. Okay. Yeah, I um 
I decided to class it up a little bit. This weekend, I definitely kept it simple with Coors. And uh, before Christmas, I got this thing. I don't know if you ever saw it at a beer store, Jim, but it's a giant thing like this big, and it says 12 beers of Christmas. I had that last year. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. So I got it this year. Like, Monica, actually, my wife, we were at the liquor store. She's like, just get it for yourself. It was like the last one. It's like 45 bucks, which yep. really isn't bad for 12 import German beers. Um, I don't know if they're the same every year because there's a couple different companies that do it. So I was already drinking way too much before Christmas, so I couldn't get that done. But since we're doing 23 and, and 23, that'll take care of half my list right here. Um, so starting off with the Flotz Zinger Hell, and it's just a simple Hell-style beer. I think I had that last year. Did you? I think so. Like I said, I don't remember you having... I, I do remember there was this little period of you having German beers, but yeah, I guess I didn't realize it was this. Yeah, it was like the same... I don't know if it's going to be the same exact beers like you said, but yeah, there's a good, you know, 12 episodes where I was like, oh yeah, tonight I'm drinking the Geflurgenschmergen Durgenbergen. I feel like you do that every time you get a German beer. <laughs> right. I do that anytime I get any kind of beer. It doesn't need to be but, German. But Jim, I you Japanese know, beer? <laughs> Jim, it's Sasashi. Yeah, the Gaflaga Durkin. Damn it. But Jim, I do kind of remember you saying that, and I remember you schooling you on this. Now I want to see your retention ability. There's none. Now this, this is a hell's. Do you know what that means in German? Ah, fart. Um Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Don't remember. <laughs> it's pale in color, it's you, or it always refers to their golden. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so anytime you hear of a Hell's Lager, it just means golden or like clear, pale, whatever you want to call it. Um, so it is super light, only 5%. What's surprising is anytime you have a legit German Hell's, it's going to have a whole lot more flavor going for it. It's going to have like little bit of a sweeter almost malty like you would expect from an amber ale but like touches of that like grass and uh banana flavor you get from like a wheat beer so i am amazed that they would put this as a christmas beer like th this brings me to spring like if i could find more of this this would be a spring beer so you know i'm only a few steps in I'll, I'll completely weigh in later but Germans, man, they know how to do a few things right, and beer is one of them. Yeah, I remember that whole pack being, like, easy to drink. Everything was only around, like, 5% alcohol, but they were all really good. Yeah, so, already, once again, starting off with a nice little tasty beer and Jambers. You see, I was expecting you to be like me, which is definitely use the podcast as an easy way to round out your 23 and 23. I got all you year, go. Brian. Got all you year. Got all, you, you do got all year. <laughs> Um, but Jambers, since last week, I mean, I know we had the convention there in, in the middle. Uh, have you played anything other than so Shadow the Hedgehog? <laughs> I didn't have a lot of time. I dicked around a little bit more Shadow, and I did a little bit more grinding and eldering. That's about it. Well, there was a game you wanted to put for 23 and 23. <laughs> yes, that we played at MAGFest. You son of a bitch. <laughs> hey, it was a new game. Eh, eh, eh. What was it called? Line Wobble? Yeah, it was like Line Wobbler or something like that. Like, it was cool. It was a cool little gimmick. It's an interesting concept, but literally all it was was an LED strip that you could control like a little light. And at certain moments, they had enemies, which are just red blinking lights. And you wobbled the stick to like do your attack. 
Um, but it, the the track was maybe what would you call that? Like ten yards, uh, it, like because it went up the wall. Yeah, it was decently like, long. Yeah. Um, like, you only wound but, up having, like, three enemies on the whole strip, but... Yeah. The old, the old they, depth like, perception got tricky at the end there. It, yeah, because it, like, went up a wall. It was kind of goofy, but uh, they constructed this, like, paper dragon, and I'll put the video as I'm talking about it. Um, it was, once again, it was just a novelty-ass game, which was in a section full of novelty games, and like I said, we'll get into that a little bit later, but Jim's like, oh, we beat our first 23 and 23. I was like, Jim, that was, like, a 10-second game we can he's like what it's a game i was like god damn it jim no there's gonna be standards this year we are holding what? it right can we can we can we count crab volleyball crab volleyball no we cannot especially because you beat me is it because i won bitch but yes that means it's a terrible game has been proven by our track record like typing of the dead sir <laughs> please yeah i uh i've been I've been pretty couple knuckles deep in Midnight Suns, and um, uh, ironically, now I'm getting really into the Switch because my son is, but uh, I started playing uh, South Park uh, Fractured Butthole because I forgot I got that when my wife got me the Switch for whatever Christmas it was. It was like years, three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. She got that like on a whim. And I was like, oh, I already kind of have it for another system. So it was still sealed. And I was like, you know what? I broke out the Switch. My son's been playing it. And I'm like, every so often, I'm like, we just ended up talking to, um, was it Blade that was actually talking about that? Yes. I forget. Yeah, it was yeah. Blade. So I said, you know, what the hell? So those are kind of like two I'm going down. But I told Jim, I said, yeah, I think this week I'll finally start dipping my toes into Shadow. Um, Good so luck. Yeah, I'll get that one under my belt too, but Midnight Suns, like I said, for Axis, they are tactical kings, but it's a really deep game. Like the more I go into it, the more I'm like, God damn, how long is this game actually gonna be? But I'm enjoying myself, but there's a lot of extra. So I'm curious to see what I feel when I whenever I finally beat it. It's not gonna be one that's beat anytime soon. Oh, I bet. Yeah. But uh but Chambers, I know we uh we, we wanna get to the main event. But um, what do we have from our awesome patrons this week? Yes, patreon.com slash drink a beer and play a game, where for as little as $2 a month, you can ask a question and we will answer on each and every single one of these Power Hour podcasts. And speaking of patrons, we got to hang out with a couple this weekend, so that was very cool. So, first up, from Todd Howard Sucks, you get to create a beer of any style and name it, what would it be? I want to go like one of two ways with this because I either I want my beer to do something for me as well as like just get me drunk so either want it to be a beer that's going to be like a combo of like a beer with an energy drink or a beer with like CBD oil to like calm me down at night because I'm, anytime we do this podcast like we only <clears throat> we typically have two to three beers and for my body and how I drink it's either I drink all the beer or I never drink so when I have like two to three beers, my eyes like, all right, let's go. Getting pumped up, getting party time mode. To keep drinking. And then we stop the podcast and it's like, oh, it's time for bed. And I just lay there until two in the morning. So I need like some kind of beer infused with like CBD oil or something like that just to calm me down. Like I'm, I'm going to call it the nightcap because people like to say like, oh, yeah, I'll have a beer as a nightcap. That never works for me. 
I need like a true nightcap, like riddled with melatonin. That'll just knock me on my ass like NyQuil almost. Okay. And it's gonna have to probably be like, I mean, I love my sours, but that would have to have too much sugar, so that would, you know, work against it. So I think like a solid lager, I think. A nice, you know, medium heavy lager with filled with something to make me sleepy that I could just have one or two of at the end of the night and just be having a good night's sleep. Yeah, I'm, uh, I've, I've thought about this question a lot, and as I do, I have a whole, I have whole spreadsheets of, course. of ideas. Of course you of, do. Of ideas of games turned into beer names, but coming off of one off the cuff, I was like, I'm not going to dip into that and pull that out, because then I would want to read them all. Um, I would go, if I'm thinking my favorite style, I'm going to go like Russian Imperial Stout, or just, you know, either any kind of Imperial Stout, to be honest. Um talking about a game i talk about a lot i just call it drunk by daylight so i dead by daylight jim knows i love my puns and my little play on words so it was gonna be something like that but it's gonna be a strong son of a bitch i'm thinking at least 13 percent um and yeah the goal is to just have it be really like a thing that's like meant to get you drunk but tastes really good um, I would do like a whole line of definitely the video game themed beers. Do the puns on the names, styles, whatever. I, I would, I've already thought about that. And yeah, I would do it 100%. So I like that question a lot. Yeah, no, that's a good one. And <laughs> glad we had so many relatable things, Brian. Because I obviously need the upper beer for when I have certain events or certain parties to keep me awake. We'll get to that <laughs> soon. <laughs> But next up from Jimmy Mook, who we actually met this weekend, long snark ass. Uh, what's the most you've paid for a single beer and what kind of beer was it? You've kind of had the similar question somewhat recently. Yeah. Cause I, I yeah, we, 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 we mentioned this. I don't know if it was worded just like that, but yeah, I mean, mine was probably the, the Viking blood, which was about 40 bucks or 50 bucks, but it was, it was a little bit of a bigger boy bottle. Yeah. I think they have come down in price, but I don't see them at bottle, sh- bottle shops anymore. They're technically a mead. But if you're talking straight beer and not mead, um, it's going to be either probably one of the bottles I've gotten either from my brother or one of my friends as a gift. It's usually in the $40 range, $45, and it's going to be one of the... Uh, uh, oh, fuck. What's the one like I just got moldy? Kentucky, the, uh, my God, why am I blanking on this? It's the... Was it the weekend of drinking, Brian? Is that what did it to you? I mean, that could have definitely not helped. Um, Kentucky bourbon barrel. Oh, my God. I'm looking... The fucking Goose Island... Oh, my God. You know what I... Yeah, you got the Goose Island. I forget what the... I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah. So, those are usually really expensive. Because before then, it was really maybe the hundred and... 80 minute um not 120 minute 120 yeah for like for like a 12 ounce or definitely like the 120 minute back when they were like 14 bucks a bottle when they were first coming out but for yeah but i've done a couple of those like bigger ones you know you know yay high that are 40 to 50 dollar range but i can't remember the fucking name now jim the real question is i mean obviously because we have the site and it and if you were still putting out your own money 
I think I would still be tempted to try something like if I saw a beer that's supposed to be like world renowned, it's like a hundred dollars for a bottle. I wouldn't do it lightly, but there'd be too much of me that would want to try that. You know, we know when I'm more tend to try that if I'm out to like a fancy event or like, you know, like an anniversary dinner with the wife or something like that. And I'm already going to be spending two, three hundred bucks on the fucking dinner anyway. So it's like, what's more at this point? So save it up for anyway. Like, I'll get like the most expensive beer that's on the list or some shit like that. Okay. Yeah. I See, when I think that with especially restaurants, I mean, Grant, their most expensive beer still probably won't be that bad. I, I'm thinking more bourbon and shit like that where you're going to spend. Like, yeah, true. $80 for like a couple ounces of whiskey or like this better be worth it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, beer, I know there are some expensive ones. Like, I, I always wanted to try that one Utopia, which is supposed to be the strongest beer in the world. And um, it like, comes in, like, a gold bottle, and I know it's expensive, but that's also, you're getting a few things out of the way. It's expensive, and it's the strongest beer in the world. So I'm like, yeah, I would, no doubt, if I could get a hold of one, I would definitely try it. Oh, yeah. You, you gotta at least experience it once. Yeah. But that's something I want to look into. I, I think I want to look into, like, what's a really expensive beer? beer how's it rated and eh, can we get our hands on it yeah we should definitely look into that glass up yeah. the joint a little bit nah good job mook thank you bud yep and uh yeah that wraps up the questions for this week so once again thank you to all of our patrons out there really appreciate the support uh you know if we ever run into you at these conventions please you know hit us up we love meeting all you guys yeah man mook it was awesome having a beer with you in person oh yeah and, and still love the puppet combo shirt <laughs> <laughs> Jim, we just need to convert you to a puppet combo guy now. I could, I could get around to it eventually, maybe. I just, I just want to see you scream at some of the jump scares that come out. Oh, of I, I would, I would scream like a bitch. I know I would. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit of little poop spackle comes out. At least Damn a little pee drips. <sighs> Getting old, Brian. Getting just old. Had, just had to do the pee drips, didn't you? Control just ain't there like it used to be, Brian. Was it ever there? <laughs> Debatable. <laughs> no, but thank you guys. We really, truly appreciate all the support. And as we say, say all the time, make sure if you're listening, get your questions in. Even if before Jim posted, send it to us on Twitter or something. We want to make sure we get all those questions in. Yep, exactly. All right, guys. Now we are back into the main event of the episode. Our good buddy Dan is here, and as always, as we do, we got to recap a little convention that we just went to. But before we do, Dan, how you feeling? It's only been a few days. A few days? <laughs> it's been one day. <laughs> oh, my God. It really has only been one day. Yeah, it's only been one day. I mean, obviously, I'm feeling better because I'm, I'm back on it, <laughs> just drinking with you guys again. Mm-hmm. So I guess it, we didn't destroy too much of my liver when we hung out. Well, I like you went on to really strong shit because Jim and I kept it classy like we did during <laughs> the convention, sticking with our Coors Lights. You went Golden Monkey, good old. Yeah, that's gonna. That's you're gonna feel that one tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, just one, just one. I'm not gonna drink more. I can sure. drink one. If I drink two, I'll start hurting. But I mean, Dan, I guess the other question is, how much are you hurting from that game last night? From that game last, night. oh no, not, not no, not at all, dude, dude. I know. <clears throat> had nothing to play for. Can't nothing on. to play for, and like your, you know, your starters like 
struggled a little bit against our backups. It wasn't a little bit. It was way too goddamn much. It, it yeah, it was, I was surprised. Like, I expected it to be way more of a blowout. And, you know, Wait. I'm just... Kenny Galladay touchdown was amazing. So <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy to see that finally. <clears throat> yeah, I I cannot Eagles never make it easy, but dear God, the fact that it even came down to potentially being a thing was like yeah. embarrassing as shit. Yeah, if the Giants didn't get too fancy with like the fake field goal or the onside kick at the half, I, it could have been a lot closer of a game. So mm-hmm. But we got the job done. Most important. You thing. got the job done. You got your bye week. We got Good our job, first round boys. bye. Our <laughs> star quarterback go. can fucking rest one more week. Yeah. That's all we need. <clears throat> but now, speaking of rest, since it has been a full day, so uh, so Chambers, why don't you why don't you set the mood? How did uh, how did Friday night start for all of us? Friday night started fantastically. So, <laughs> on the way down, uh, doing our little ride. I get the genius idea of, like, I should probably stop and get some real food. I was like, oh, I have a gigantic bag of animal crackers. Let me just try this. If I scarf <laughs> enough of this down, I should be fine. What could possibly go wrong? Jim, I believe you felt that this was an experiment that was going to go in your favor because you're like, I've never tried just doing animal crackers and nothing else. I bet this will be my, this will be the thing that fixes me. I'm a man <laughs> of science, Brian. Look, like, like I <laughs> told you, hypothesis, experiment, results. That's what I did. So, you know, me being the fat slob I am, normally I gorge beforehand. So I was like, maybe I'll take it a little easier, keep it to one kind of food. Let's see where it goes. Didn't work out too well. We'll be getting to that. But yeah, we all got down there around, what do you think? It was like six, seven-ish, something like that? Around six. Yeah. Yeah, Dan had the same impression, I feel like, as us, uh, pulling up to our, our red roof in. <laughs> glorious. Right next to the pay-by-the-hour motel, the Brookside. Yeah, <laughs> the area was um, interesting, I'll say, as you're pulling in, and, and half the sign is not lit up, so you're like, oh, this is cute, and you dis- you discover that apparently in that area, they only know about goddamn U-turns, because you can't make left turns in there, apparently, so, yeah, that was uh, that was fun, and our room um, actually didn't look bad, I'll say, the look wasn't <laughs> bad, it was the smells, Dank. This is before we even got in there. Dank of stale cigarette just wafting in the air. Mm-hmm. Couldn't escape it for three days. Well, until yeah. the very end, Bri, we, we can get to. But no, Dan, um, you introduced us to the game that is both, I think, our tradition now and <laughs> our curse. So why don't you tell the folks, what what what'd you introduce us to as far as drinking games? <clears throat> Did a little bit of... Oh, I forgot the name of the game for a second. <laughs> I know. Uh, a little bit of a little classic we like to play, a uh, tradition called Fuck the Dealer. Uh, very simple game. If you haven't heard the rules before, pretty much you guess a number or like, you know, a face card, whatever. And then the per- if you get it on the first guess, then the person has to drink. But you have if you guess it wrong, then they tell you higher or lower. So you get two guesses, right? And uh, if you guess, then you guess higher or lower. So, like I said, if you guess it on the first guess, you drink. Uh, the person drinks. The dealer, fuck the dealer, right? The dealer has to drink six. If they guess it on the second guess, then the dealer has to drink three. If you who are guessing, you guess it wrong both times, then you have to drink the difference of the card. And uh, it can really go pretty bad for the dealer, especially towards the end of that game. <laughs> it's it's it uh, it sure can, and I think. This is now second year in a row where 
you and I got screwed over more than Jim. I think it's pretty safe to say. Yeah. That first I think year, so. Jim got it hard. Jim, Jim <laughs> definitely, like, you and I were on a streak from, like, half the deck on. And, yeah, this year, it was really more me and you. And then, did we do Down the River on the second night, or was that still that first night? That was night? first night. No, no, yeah, we did Up the River uh, the second game we played. The river, up the River, yeah. Down the River, yeah. So, yeah. And then we went back to Fuck the Dealer after that, I think. We sure did. <laughs> so. Because what did we figure out? Did we do 28 beers that first night? It's about right. No, I don't think the first night. Um, we got up to where the top row was four cans. So if you want to do that math, I don't remember how many. <laughs> so it's like, I think it was 29 beers for the full pyramid. So, 20, so 23 beers is what we did. Quick okay. math in my head. Quick math. Granted, this is in the span of maybe an hour and a half, two hours <clears throat> before we decided mm -hmm. to go to the actual convention. Yeah, it was, it was quite fast. And that's always our tradition. Coors Light seems to be our beer of choice for this. But, uh, you know, I actually did bring some whiskey, but I'm kind of really glad we didn't decide to do any shots of that. Thank you. Very Fuck. glad. <laughs> we certainly did not need that. So we Uber on over. And I got to say, the area in front of the hotel and that whole thing is awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's a really cool I, downtown area feel. It's really cool. Yeah. And even the hotel was like... It has its own goddamn outdoor Ferris wheel, how big the grounds are and shit that's going on. So, yeah, the, it's the Gaylord. Is it just called the Gaylord? Gaylord National, I think. So. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful place. Um, I don't know if that's where they always hold MAGFest, but it's a place where it's like you go in and uh, where the main atrium and bar area are. They even have, like, for some reason, random houses built out in, like, a little marketplace. But, like, all the rooms, there's a lot of rooms that surround it that look down on, like, that main atrium area. And it's pretty cool because people had lights up there. And for us, especially, the first place we had to hit up was the bar, <laughs> which I'm surprised. It, it's always packed. And they said, like, I don't even know how many guests were there. But, uh, you know, it still probably took us 15, 20 minutes to get drinks. Maybe. We got to see lots of interesting characters walking around. I mean, cosplay of all types, as you would imagine, not just games, anime, whatever, Legend of Zelda. They were all there. The Vader pimp, as soon as we walked in. Oh, the Vader pimp, yup. <laughs> Furries, as far as the eye could see. There's even oh, a shrimp yeah. parade at one point. The shrimp parade. The shrimp yeah, parade. That. that was so weird. Well, and then there was that like that weird Minecraft, but it. I thought it looked like Squidward, but it was like Minecraft people in like monk outfits or something. There was a whole line of them. Because, Dan, this is probably when we were really drunk. You were like, what the hell is that? <laughs> 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 but would you say, so the Coors Light set the mood. But was going to the bar when we started going downhill faster because now we moved away from beer? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, is this when your downfall started? Oh, yeah, because I was like, oh, I'm like 10 so Coors Lights in. Let's just get straight whiskey now. So I got whiskey on the rocks just in a nice little glass, and I was like, oh, yeah, this will get me going. <laughs> sure it did. And I should say, so for us, I mean, we definitely went down there with zero agenda. It was just like, let's go there, let's drink, let's check out the grounds. We're like, oh, we know we want to meet up with some people, but like, we didn't really have plans. And that that event's a 24-hour event, which we didn't know because they had a lot of vendors selling like pictures or 
general merch. But uh, they have tournaments that start at 2 a.m. So they probably go until at least like mm -hmm. 5 a.m. before they're over. Yeah. Yeah. And the gaming sections were actually much bigger. than I think people who previously went to MAGFest let on like there was a lot of games there. Arcade sections, console sections, and it's spread out all over this fucking place. But I mean, it's uh, how about Dan? How do you feel how it was run with the security? With the security. <laughs> okay, so it was, um, you know, it's a typical convention. So when you go, they give you a badge. But they also give you, like, a wristband, too. So they give you two things that you need in order to get into this convention. And when we went, because we got there late, they didn't have any of the lanyards for to us to put the badges on, right? So right. we just put them in our pockets. I don't even remember showing the badge at all to get in the first night. I mean, granted, it was a little under the influence, but like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure we just like show the wrist thing. So you know, and then they're like very like adamant about like don't cut this off because you need this the whole weekend. All right, so it's like all right, keep this thing on. I, I, I was like, I don't give a fuck about this badge. Just put it in my back pocket. Like forgot about it forever. <clears throat> and then like you know, so we went in the first night and no problem at all, right? And then we went there the second day. Again, no problem at all. We just showed this wrist thing. Who needs a fucking badge, right? Because obviously I wouldn't get the wrist thing without paying for a ticket. <laughs> but then we go to the bar and then go back to go to the arcade again. And then this one fuck <laughs> decides to go on a goddamn power trip. Or it's like badge. What was what was the thing? It was like mask, mask badge, badge bands. bands. Yeah, mask badge bands. And I was like, whatever. I got my the wrist badge, so I'm or, yeah, the band around my wrist, so I'm good. So I showed it before. I'll show it again. So I showed. There was like two people to show too, right? There was like an initial guy, and then there was people like right at the door. And it's just like, okay, I guess whatever. Which we're doing is that. a matter of three feet, by the way. It's not like yeah. the guy's all the way <laughs> back, and then the other one's right yeah. at the door. It's very like bang bang. It's like, what is the point? It was nothing but redundancy when it came to their security and everything. Yeah, so we get to the door because we got past the first checkpoint, I guess. And then like the guy's like, "All right, I'm like, I got my wrist uh, thing, but I don't have, I don't have the badge thing. That's cool, right?" He's like, "No, you need." <laughs> so now I'm doing the doing smash drunk voice. Which I don't know, spoiling stories. Uh, like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. No, you need the badge. I'm like, what? He's like, what part? A mask badge. Band, don't you understand? I'm like, Jesus, I guess the badge part. It's like, all right, so I'm going to back off, buddy. Jesus Christ. Like, the guy was having a day because he just needed to, like, execute his power over me and be like, you can't get in without badge, even though you have obviously something you bought in order to get in yeah. here. I, as you said, there, there, you can't get one without the other. So that yeah. was bad enough. Right. So, so I was like, what do I do? And like, I guess I'll go get another badge, right? Because I'm sure people lose this shit all the time. And then we get there and then somebody's like, I don't think they just give you badges. I think you have to buy. It was a dumb thing. It was like, you have to buy one, but then they'll refund your first one. Which was like, that. I don't trust that at all. <laughs> so he's like, there's a help desk. You can go ask them. So we go to the help desk. I was like, I don't have my badge on me. Can I just get another one? She's like, no, you had to purchase. I'm like, what the fuck? Are you fucking, like, like a regular badge? I'm like, you obviously have my name in the system. Like, I have my ID on me. You can't just get me another one. Are these, like, you only made one per every ticket you sold or something? It's like, 
what are we doing, MAGFest? So, yeah, we couldn't get another badge for me, so we had to go all the way back to the hotel just to get that stupid badge as proof that I bought a ticket, even though I had the goddamn thing around my wrist the whole time. Oh, Dan, don't forget that other nice little part that day of or while the event's going, the badge costs $150. You just can't buy a one-day pass. When you buy for yeah. MAGFest, you buy for the entire goddamn event. So, and, yeah, when you I learned the hard buy. way you have to do it as quickly as possible <laughs> where it just keeps going up because I didn't read the emails. So by the time I got around to it, I was paying full fucking price. It's like, God damn it. It was a matter of a day from when you two bought it to when I bought it and I paid 10 more dollars. Well, this is this is the standard for setting things up. So we're all in a group text and I'm like, yep, bought my ticket. Dan, yep, bought my ticket. Jim claims he, yep, I'm getting mine now too. <laughs> But he didn't actually go through with it because it could have taken one more step. So he was lazy for a day, and it cost him an extra 10 bucks for the badge. Story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, going in there, you know, you have that badge fiasco, which, okay, whatever. They have the security high. And then it's really just a free-for-all. As we said, you could sign up for tournaments. You could get merch or whatever. But, I mean, we literally walked in there and I think right away ran into Square Painter. That was yeah, like the pr- second pretty much we like, walked yeah. in there, right? Yeah, we didn't even get into, the, like, the arcade area. We just walked into the hotel. And yeah. then just, like, the lobby area. And then we saw him right there. I was like, wow, what a random happenstance here. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, <clears throat> we'll have his link below. If you've never seen his <clears throat> art, you got to check it out. He does great work. But uh, I'm actually – this is where I'm even myself a little blurry. Did we actually, what did we walk around for like, I feel like we walked around half, half the merch tables and then I'm kind of on a blur as to what we did next. Yeah. The first night we went to a couple merch tables, like one of the, uh, one or two of the tables that had like games for sale and the prices there were absolutely astronomical, like ridiculous, like DuckTales 2 for 1200 bucks card only. So good luck buying any games there, people. But yeah, we only looked around at little things. We didn't even really touch the arcade at all the first night. And yeah, then I guess night, Adam yeah. was eventually, Adam Square Painter, he's eventually just like, oh, yeah, we're going to meet up with some people and go hit a party. Come with. We're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jim, before we did that, you did actually purchase something. So what did you get? Oh, I don't have it in front of me. But I got uh, Wayne Gretzky 3D Hockey and NHL 99, both on the N64 card only. So... NHL 99, because it had Eric Lindros. I buy any sports game with a Philadelphia team on it. And Wayne Gretzky is just one I've always heard was, like, stupid fun, and I always wanted. So, went went for it. Yeah. The avid collector. Always got to get something, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the hell? It's the least but, I've ever spent in the convention game-wise, so. Yeah. But, yeah, so, Dan, so then we met up with Adam, and where did we go from there? Because... <laughs> Up, we went up. <laughs> oh, here, here come the name drops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ow, my foot. All right. Well, no, Which no, no. name actually, should we drop first? Actually, no, no. So now it's coming back to me. We fucked up because we were we were meant to meet up at a panel and get to a panel, and we got lost trying to find the goddamn room because mm-hmm. when like the panels had their own name, but every conference center has like a completely different name. So we're trying to find like panel room C or whatever, and none of them are labeled that on the maps. So we're like asking hotel staff, like, do you know how to get here? And as I mentioned earlier, the place is goddamn ginormous, but it is really a maze. Like to get from point A to point B is never a direct shot. Yeah. So by the time we finally got to the panel room, it was just wrapping up and we're like, oh shit. And then, yeah, from there we just describe our ascent. I'll, I'll call it Dan. <laughs> 
Yeah, so we met up with Square Painter, and then they were with a bunch. Um, I'm trying to think of who else was in that Rob, crew because we didn't realize who. Rob was there. Brad. Um, Brad. Uh, drummer for Rex Viper. I'll just say it. Mm -hmm. And then he was. They were hanging out with another member of Rex Viper who we didn't even realize was in that crew. It was yeah, it was James Rolfe, the Angry Video Game Nerd, was just with them, and we didn't. I didn't. I didn't realize it until we were like. <laughs> Maybe halfway up the stairs, I'm like, I think that's Rolf because he, you know, everyone's wearing a mask. He's wearing wearing a cap, completely covering his face. So he was basically just glasses. Yeah. That's all you could see. Yeah. <laughs> well, I so I picked up on it right just because knowing Adam and Brad, I went, oh. And then when I looked and saw the glass and heard the voice, I, right away, I thought you both recognized it, and I'm like, oh, cool, like this is this is pretty awesome, but like. You know, Jim had the already dumb look going on. I was like, all right, he definitely doesn't recognize it. <laughs> but I thought you knew, and I was like, okay, cool. And then when, once we started walking, yeah, Jim, it was pretty damn late. Like, weren't we already at the floor? And I was like, yeah, Jim, it's James. You're like, oh, that's cool. And you, you said it, like, without knowing. I was like, no, it's James Roth. You're like, wait, what? Where? I was like, right fucking <laughs> You're like there. directly in front of you. <laughs> like, oh, look at that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we we so we started on the second floor and had to walk up to the eleventh floor. Fuck, it was it was a hike because first we we did a pit stop at the fifth floor. I'll say that, um, and then yeah, then we went up to eleventh floor and then it was just it was a pretty awesome party. We got to meet lots of cool people and you know for Jim, myself, and Dan. I mean, one of the reasons we all do content is just awesome getting a drink with Baby GN himself cool ass guy everyone there was really awesome very welcoming it was really nice to be there and uh some of us stayed a little more awake than others <laughs> yeah the uh the animal crackers the thing that didn't <laughs> <laughs> well so once we got there Th we just thank god i have to get this out of the way that i didn't embarrass myself more i was just a sleepy guy you well it's funny because so we, we mentioned at the bar, we ended up getting those other drinks. So then there was a little bit of a lull where we didn't have anything. But then when yeah. we got there, we chipped in some money. Um, and then it was just pouring straight whatever drinks you wanted yourself. And I, like I went to a goofy concoction of ginger ale and vodka, which I've never had in my life. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was a good idea. Um, but it, but it was like whatever. I'll just pour that, and I don't even see what you guys were actually drinking at that point. I know I had Santori at one point because I was talking to Rolf as I always do when I'm drunk, and I just talk to him way too much, and I don't know <laughs> when to stop talking. <laughs> so like I was just talking to him like, yeah, we should get a drink. Yeah, what do you want, man? He's like, yeah, I'll have some of the Santori. I was like, I'm gonna have some too. I'm like, what do you mix it with? And he's like, I don't mix it. I'm like, neither do I. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Jim, I didn't even see. What were you actually drinking? I think I hit the Santori at one point, and I don't even remember what else I was doing. I just kind of hit, like, a little bit of all the bottles that were there. <laughs> but no, it, that, I mean, that whole thing was awesome. But as I as I told Dan, I, re I recognized real quick. I'm sitting down talking to our buddy Rob, like, having this full conversation. And I see Jim out the corner of my eyes trying to kind of hold himself up on the wall. And I see that, that everyone has that moment when you're drunk, when even though it's a flat wall like there's a slip you do as you're trying to hold yourself up and i see him start to do that and i look over and i see his eyes are just getting heavier and heavier i was like oh fuck he's gonna fall asleep 
So Jim just eventually gives in, sits down, hand on lap, just out. Not like starting to fall asleep, but out. And and the best part, Jim, I'm so happy you didn't slip off of yourself and hit your head on the table. Because there were a lot of times you did that like, you know, in class like head slip move. So yeah, we had to get uh we had to get James to uh photobomb you. But of course that's the moment you wake up. And, and yeah, and then of course I'm, my eyes are looking in seven different directions as he's right next to me. <laughs> you son of a bitch! But no, I I would say that was you know for us probably like uh, the highlight of the trip. But it, but it, Dan, you did take a little trek in the middle of the party to hit up. The yeah, party. I was uh, I was told there was a clown party, and for some reason in my drunken state, I thought, yeah, that's a great idea. I, I never, ever would go to a clown party. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. Dan's going to check so, out yeah, the so. clussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we went to this clown party, and you know who the clown is when you show up to those? It's you. That's who the clown is, because there's nothing at the clown party. There was one dude dressed as a clown, and then I was just like, well, what else do I do here? Because <laughs> like, I guess I'll drink some of their booze. Which, uh, so, yeah, which I did. <laughs> well, I love not only... So I, I go, where's Dan? He's like, oh, he went with uh, Rob to the clown party. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay. But you come back holding their booze, which is something I've never seen. It's like a canned wine cooler. Like kind no, of it was like, like you know, it's like one of those like uh, seltzers that are like really popular. It was like a black cherry kind of a seltzer thing. Was so. it because I thought it was made by like was it Bartles and James or Seagram's? Like it was a flavor and a name of something that I would see like as a wine cooler. And you're like, I don't know what it is, but it's kind of good. So. <laughs> it just tasted like those, like I said, like that black cherry seltzer, black though, cherry like, shit. Yeah, and like every so, every type of liquor brand has one now, so it doesn't matter yeah. what it is before. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was um, yeah. And then at some point, we're just like looking at Jim. We're like, all right, I guess we we gotta get going. He is completely passed out before before it gets any worse. So yeah, we we took off and we were all really drunk. And I remember I had yeah. a very terrible idea of once we pull up the like I knew all we had back at the room was fucking animal Jim stale animal crackers. I was like, <laughs> I'm so hungry though, and. I considered driving out to get some food, but being a responsible boy, I said, I won't, I won't do that. And, uh, Dan, I don't know how your room experience went. I'm sure it was a lot better than mine that night. Right. <laughs> what happened? I just, I just passed out. <laughs> so for, for those who can imagine Jim, if you've ever seen any family guy and Peter Griffin falls down in 90 degrees, like instantaneously, that's what Jim did to the bed. Like, I don't even think he had his shoes off. He just instantly was 90 degrees, fell on the bed. I was like, all right, cool. He'll just pass out. So I'm, like, getting changed. Like, and, and then all of a sudden he gets up. He's like, oh. I was like, what? He's like, if you got to go to the bathroom, do it now or forever hold your peace. I was like, what? He's like, got puke. So just beelines it to the bathroom, and it was just door shut and right away. Just... Noises that were, as Jim put it himself, Jim, what do you sound like? I sound like Boss Nass from episode one. (laughs) (laughs) And it's bad because you say that and no one goes, ah, you don't really sound like that until you're actually around it, as Dan knows all too well. Dan can testify to that. (laughs) But yeah, we, uh, so then the next however many hours of Jim's sounds, and then at one point. Granted, this is a Red Roof in 
hotel bathroom. So, like, the space on the ground is, one, I'm laying on a red roof in hotel bathroom. And two, it's only like a two by two, three by three space. And I'm in, you know, the 250s range and six foot. And I'm just, like, just morphing my body around this toilet to hug it and continuously puke for the whole night in between sleep sessions. So, I don't even know how I wrap myself around that shit. You, I mean, you were straight up completely wrapped around it like that scene in Ghost when they're making the clay pot. Like, the way you were holding that toilet, and I couldn't even open the door, so I was, like, trying to be, like, a good friend to him, and I'm, like, hitting him with the door. I'm like, get up. You got to get up so you can sleep in the bed. And I just hear, you know, like, I don't even know what it was. So after, like, ten minutes of trying, I was like, all right, I got to stop trying to hit him with this door. So I start to fall asleep. Then he comes out, once again, just, like, passes out. Wait, didn't he make noises on his own? Oh, Jim, do your best impressions of your own noises. Because they are a thing of beauty, which we've all decided. Moving forward, we are bringing some lapel mics or some kind of mics. <laughs> so we can give you all the experience firsthand. The, the hungover Jim. Yeah. Basically, it's just a combination of me just walking around going, uh, 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 uh. That's me breathing. That's just like living. <laughs> That's not even like sitting there or like over the bathroom. That's just me sitting somewhere. <laughs> Wait, Jim, real quick. You got to tell the story of uh, how Sandy feels about that or like <laughs> when she finally had to yell at you about that. Oh, yeah. My poor wife. Because she has to deal with it more than she should. And uh, there's sometimes where I'm just sitting there doing it. And she's like, can you just fucking stop with the goddamn noises? <laughs> I mean, like, it, it's I'll call it excessive. But you were only in bed. I feel like not too long before you ended up having to go right back to the puking. Because I don't know what time you went back. But I know you went back because it woke me up again. And <laughs> yep. I thought it was like a goddamn car backfiring the way you sounded going to that bathroom. Yeah, and it just gets worse and worse because there's less and less in the stomach. So then it just becomes more dry heaving until just pure bile comes out, which is even mm -hmm. worse. So it yeah. just gets more painful. Everything brings pain. So I wake up at like 7, because that's my normal wake-up time anyway. And then I was like, oh, fuck it. Like, dude, we definitely got to go back to sleep. Um, what time did you knock on our door, Dan? It was like 9-ish, 9.30. Yeah, was it? Yeah, around there. Yeah, I, I know Dan's knock. As soon as we heard it, Jim just went, <laughs> as soon as he heard Dan's, and Dan is as chipper, like right now, he's as chipper as can be. Hey guys, how you feeling? <laughs> Jim's just like, Ugh. just in pure pain. I just have that annoying, bad headache that's like I didn't want to move all night, but didn't puke, didn't actually feel as bad as I thought I was gonna be. Jim, uh, Jim took a little movement, <laughs> so yeah. So then, uh, you know, we got ready, and it, everything from that moment on was we were all just in a struggle. We're like, let's <laughs> go get some actual food and water from, like, a CVS. Let's get some, uh, like, Greasy a, a food from this mom-and-pop shop, this yeah, uh, we, little restaurant. Yeah, Jim downed a goddamn, like, quarter-pound burger. With <laughs> Half-pound, Brian. Half-pound. Yeah, loaded mushrooms, <laughs> bacon. Like, this thing, I was like, oh, he's not even going to eat a quarter of it. And he's, like, cleaning up his plate with his fries <laughs> by the end. No speck of grease could be left unturned. I needed yeah. all the help I could get. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and then we took our time. We, we had to re-up, get, get another beer in us. 
and then it was back to the back to the convention, back to the bar, which they actually had a really cool little concert, especially Dan. Liked wait, it. wait, before that though, we went to the. Oh no, because we went to the arcade after, because we went to the play that game, but it was not available at that time. Yes, so our buddy uh, Rob, or, or actually you can tell that Dan, because Rob was the one who told us all about it. Yeah, there's this uh, arcade game that I used to play um, when I lived closer to a barcade. Uh, it's called Ice Cold Beer, and uh, the way it works, it's not a, like a like a video game. It's like it's actual like moving parts. Like um, I don't know how to describe. It. There's two joysticks. They pretty much control like both sides of a bar <laughs> that goes up and down, and then there's a ball resting along this bar and you have to get the ball into certain holes and um, there's a lot of strategy it's there's a lot of what what how did the guy describe it it's like it's a it's a test of like dexterity um, and like hand-eye coordination yeah. patience and, and Dan not just some guy his name was well, buffet okay yeah, we, get it right get all right it. right buffet my bad my bad right the, the guy the guy who's who owned the machine the guy who brought the machine to magfest so and it was really really nice of him to like let us play because the machine was off mm. and then brian's like kind of standing out you know next to it like a lost puppy and then somebody finally comes up to him and he's like do you want to play this and he's like i think the guy's over here and then the guy's like you want to play that he's like all right so he let us play and then like we were just glued to it for a while and then we like even like had a crowd grow around us as, as we were playing it. It was really cool. Well, I mean, and to your point, so our buddy Rob told us about because the night before, he won the ice cold beer tournament they held. Like, he set the record for that machine, and he's telling us about it, getting us all excited, because Jim and I actually talked about this game on a random episode. Never heard of it, but it's not a new game by any means. So... It was like, yeah, we got to play that. And when we first got the convention, yeah, it was completely off. Couldn't find Buffet. It was like, ah, oh, that sucks. Because we really, really want to try this out. But, uh, yeah, we needed to to get some kind of drinks in us. So we went back to the bar. Jim and I went Bloody Mary's. Dan, being the good man that he is, stuck with his beer. But uh, he got to hear his JRPG favorites. On, uh, yeah, I actually looked it up. It was Lauren the Flute and Friends who were performing a lot of JRPG and Mega Man 3, uh, Proto Man theme. They threw that in there. And I was loving it because I didn't expect I was like, oh my god, every song I like, guys, I'm going to take another video over here. It's it pretty sweet. That didn't last Speak. all night for Dan. Foreshadowing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and Dan, speaking of Mega Man, what about my uh, bullshit with calling your song that you played? Or Final Fantasy, you mean? That, oh, that yeah. That you to finish a whole beer. Right. Well, <laughs> this is the first night, and then, you know, we're just, like, listening to music as we're doing the pl uh, drinking games. And then, like, eventually, like, I get my playlist hooked up to the Bluetooth speaker, and then I'm just, like, I hear my jam. One of my jams from, like, my... My favorite, one of my favorite games. I'm like, yo, anybody know this? If any, I, I'm so cocky and drunk at that point. Like, if anybody knows what game this is from, I'm gonna chug a whole beer. And then Brian's just like, um, Final Fantasy VIII. And I was just like, how the fuck? Not only did he name the game slash series, he knew it was Final Fantasy. He guessed the right number, eight. How the fuck did he narrow it down? And then he <laughs> from a guy who's never played Final Fantasy. Really. I've never played right. a Final. F no, just Final Fantasy. Leave it at that. I've never played a Final Fantasy. And yeah, I gave him my logic behind it. You know, I uh, 
deduce that it sounded like something would be in a Final Fantasy. It didn't sound like an earlier system. I'm not great with the numbering. For some reason, 8 sounded like it would be reasonable given the what it was. But it was all in the matter of like a couple seconds as we're really drunk, so... It's also my bullshit. I'll just throw that. Yeah, Dan got introduced to Brian bullshit the hard way. (laughs) (laughs) It was ridiculous, too, because the the name of the track for any fans is Man with a Machine Gun. Fantastic track. Not a typical Final Fantasy track. A little more techno-y sounding, too. So it's like, how the fuck did he guess that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, uh... But yeah, so you know, after after we we have the what was her name again? Lady with the flute, you said. And uh, friends. It was Lauren the flute and friends. Lauren the flute and friends. So yeah, then we then we were like, all right, you know what? We legit we got to hit up this arcade now. Like we want to see some stuff. So we played some pinball, um, played a few other games, and then I just got to the point. I was like, I need to go try to wrangle somebody to do this. Uh, ice cold beer so i went they had like an arcade help desk this this girl comes over tries to help me like set it up but it's not her machine she's talking about some guy who brought it and i just casually i was like was it buffet she's like yeah but i don't know where he's at and here he comes just walks up he's like so somebody wants to play my game and at first like he's kind of like looking at us he's like oh you assholes he, he probably didn't think we really wanted to play it or understood it but of course we name dropped rob quick paul who just got the tournament high so then he like trusted us and then we were there for a solid 40 minutes close maybe. to an hour at least yeah. yeah yeah and like you guys said we started getting a big crowd around us and people wanted to start playing it it's my favorite arcade game i would say just because it's so yeah, it's, it's like combining... It's like vertical pinball, but obstacle course? It's a game of skill. It's all yeah. fucking just pure analog, like just all the strategy to it. And Buffet was telling us how like there's only 500 machines that like are out in the wild and survived, and his is like the best looking that he's ever seen and shit like that, which I believe because it ran perfectly. Like, his is really good. I played one in a barcade in Somerville, New Jersey, and that one is just like... Uh, there's so many problems. The ball gets stuck a lot of times in that one. I was just like, oh my god! Hit the machine that Buffet had is solid. One of the best ones I've played. And it's so easy to fuck the game up to or to fuck up as you're playing because yeah. like literally every yeah. 30 seconds was just oh, whoever was playing, everyone else going, oh. oh. <laughs> it's you know it's weird because it's like deceptively hard. It looks really like oh I got this. I can really do this. And you think like. Oh, I got it. It's going to go in. And then, like, it just goes all the way across and going completely in the wrong hole. And then, and then yeah, you panic. Everybody's just going, ah. Yeah. J- Especially, J- like, when the crowd dr- gets around you. You're like, oh, man, why is everybody watching me, man? Yep. Well, and, and it's, like, so easy. You're like, all right, I'll just move the stick a little bit. And, yeah, the ball just shoots down the track. You're like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And you try to recover. And, yeah, that, that that's a game that if we have close to us, I know I want to go play just because it is so mm-hmm. fun. But uh, yeah, then what did we lead from there? Did we? Is that when we actually start hitting up, relooking at the merch? Again? Yeah, we walked back around like our buddy Todd had met up with us by then, and we we're going around all the different stations and shit like that. And then okay. we were gonna go back. Oh no, we were in there for a bit. We went to back to the uh, bar, listen to some more music, and then we we're gonna that's go back right. to the convention. And that's when uh, Cop Nerd told Dan to fuck off, and then we had to go back to the yeah. hotel. And that's what's so that's what's fucked up. We were already in the place and some people didn't care. They only checked wristbands, but then yeah, we ran into the one guy who gave a shit about seeing the badge and then all of a sudden we couldn't get back in. So went back and that's when we had to finish off the pyramid. 
Mm-hmm. Went back to some drinking games. And, uh, yeah, then we finished off the pyramid. I think, what did you count it at, Jim? 32 beers? 31, 32, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. The, the then I count. then I then I tried to like let me go one more boys, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm like I think I got it I think I got it and of course I I knocked over the whole goddamn thing. It all tumbles down, but uh, yeah. So then we finally we were like all right let's head back. Um, went went back through the merch. Saw Adam at his table for a little bit, and then Dan actually. That door guy ended up being your best bud because on the ride back, you discovered the one thing you really wanted mm. to do that night. <laughs> I discovered that there was a Filipino line dance workshop. Mm. And I was like, are you kidding me? I'm like, dude, I'm like telling the two of you guys, I'm like, yo, you got to understand. These songs are fucking fire, man. They got September, Earth, Wind, yeah. Fire, Toro, Toro, yeah. which you don't even know. I'm like, that's going to be so dope, dude. You did call <laughs> out every single song, too. No, you yeah, yeah, you, you had every song. So we basically wasted time before we went over. And what were they doing before the line? It was like a dance-off I think or dance something? competition or something. Yeah. yeah. So they, they had held this in this, like, big-ass room. And then it, the whole room basically converted into a line dance, which it surprised me how long it took because they what they really were doing, it was an instructional line dance. It wasn't, like, just show up and line dance. So they went yeah. – they painstakingly went through every step like step by step and they even had like dancers in the crowd so yeah that that, that was pretty fun um i mean brian and i didn't actually do it we got like our calls or our families out of the way wait 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 but before that before that speaking of we forgot one more name drop or a couple more name drops because when we got back to the hotel after i finally got my badge again we didn't go to the convention no 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 that's right to somebody's room and we hung out with a few people that your audience might know or may or may not know. Jim, so. do your best impression. Yes, <laughs> drunk. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we, we were in combos with him and Trav, who we've been on their podcast. They've had on ours. Yeah, Great Trav guys. and S friend, so both boys from Drunk Friend. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we went up to their hotel room, of course, did some more drinking. Except, oh, we should even backpedal a second because they warned us, like, hey, we're, we're like pretty much out of beer. And we're like, oh, that's fine. We'll go ahead and get some beer. So we get dropped off because earlier in the day we discovered, hey, th- this area has CVSs with beer. So what do we see on the way to the hotel? Maybe, I don't know, a quarter mile from the hotel. Um, there's a CVS. Go in there. No beer. So then we walk to a craft brewery. That's like literally the next block over. They won't sell six packs. They'll only sell like individuals. But they tell us the market that's the opposite way from CVS has some beer. So we ended up walking back over there, grab some beer because you can't show up empty handed. And yeah, we went into the room, Trav, uh, Alex, our buddy Mook, who uh, if you ever see any comment sections or Twitch streams, he was there too. And then a whole bunch of other folks from the Polykill, all really awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> had lots of fun combos. Uh, got some good impressions from Alex. <laughs> yeah, that nerd thing I did when I was doing the security guard, I, that was Alex was doing that voice when he was reading some uh, YouTube comments. I'll just say that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We had a nice little powwow about funny YouTube comments. Actually, fucking yeah. Trav nailed it. He's like, you always get paragraphs from people with their real face and their full name. That's the key. <laughs> full, full name, real name. face. That's who yep. puts, leaves the fucking paragraphs in the sections. <laughs> 
but yeah, no, that was that was a good call. So yeah, we we caught up with them. Then they they headed back uh, to their place to get some food. So that's when we went to Filipino line dance. And yeah. Dan, I was actually at the point where I was like, first, let me get my family call out of the way, do this, get some pictures out of the way. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to get in this. And I realized how long it was taking to set. I was like, this is just, this is like 20 minutes of setup. I was like, I'm not doing this. No <laughs> um, but then that's how I got the good video of you busting out the moves, which is on Twitter. Much appreciated. Um, so yeah, then it was right from there. We uh, where did you go? Because Jim and I went and got food real quick. But you no, just... you went to go uh, find Alex oh, and that... Trav because you yeah you, they were going to do an NBA Jam tournament, tournament. thing, and uh, I was still doing. I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna line dance all the way. They haven't heard the Toro Toro yet. I gotta go yeah. when I hear the Toro Toro. So <laughs> I'm, I, I stayed. Dan was that old Dane Cook bit where he's just like fuck chicks. I just want to dance. <laughs> I just want to dance. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, so yeah, you guys left to, uh, to go check that out, and then like it, there was something wrong with the tournament. It wasn't quite going down, or the machine was fucked up. So they were waiting for the, the guy who owned the machine to come out. So then we're like, all right, we need some fucking food because we were really hurting at right. that point. So that's when we kind of uh, left those guys and went and got some food. And then as we're eating our pizza, all of a sudden Dan shows back up. Yeah, I show up, but I don't show up alone. No, 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 no. Uh, I'm, like, looking for you guys. Again, like, I have to ask for help, like, every time. Like, oh, we're here. I'm like, I don't know where that is. So I'm, I'm, I went to the information desk. And it must have been, like, 50 times over the weekend. Just like, excuse me. I am sorry to bother you again. Where is this? Uh, as I'm, like, going down the escalator, I just hear, hey, Dan. And I look behind me, and then it's Brad and James Rolfe. And there's, I was like, oh, dip. What's up, guys? And then uh, I was like, so happy that they called out to me because that means I wasn't too much of a drunk asshole the night before, which I always worry about when, <laughs> when I hit the bottle a little hard. Um, yeah, so uh, they, they were there, and then like Rob eventually joined us, and then uh, was like, what are you guys doing now? They're like, oh, we're going to go see uh, Cybertronic Spree. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, because I think we maybe were talking about that earlier that we were going to go to. So I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to check that out. And for anybody who doesn't know, it's pretty much people who solid cosplay as uh, certain Transformers uh, from the 80s cartoon, not from the movies, but from the old yeah. old school 80s cartoon. And they, mo- they play um, they play music from the movie, Transformers the movie that came out in the 80s, and then they mix up with like other stuff in there too, which we'll get into more details, I'm sure, uh, <laughs> as we get into it. So we were like, oh yeah, we're getting pumped talking about it. I'm like, dude, I love the Transformers soundtrack. Like, Dare to be Stupid is a legit good song. You know, Weird Al doesn't get enough credit for his original songs, man, but that's a good one. You know, so <laughs> I'm just nerding out to everybody when we're talking about this band. Just trying to hype it. It's getting hyped up for me, like, so much because, like, they've all seen it before. Everybody has seen yep. this band before, and they're like, dude, they're so good. You're going to have so much fun. You love the Transformers soundtrack? You, you just can't wait. I'm, like, listing off the songs, off the soundtrack, talking about the touch like you know how it reminds me of boogie nights it's like marky mark and all that shit here's we're getting like so hyped for this fucking show so that's what we were doing at dinner time like or why you guys were eating dinner i should say but yeah no he taps us so we're like all right let's head over there finish chugging a beer let's go over um and we get there and it's it's not cybertronics (laughs) it's some other band we're like okay opener it's not that odd Mm -hmm. and then there's a long lull i would 
probably a full hour. It was like an yeah. hour. Like it, it was an hour. Yeah. They were supposed to play at 10.30. The band didn't go until after 11.30. Yeah. There was a long time of just standing. And let me tell you, boys, I'm going to sound like an old man here. My feet hurt from like all the walking and standing we did all weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, wasn't I the 40 was... minutes of dancing you did? No. That'd be <laughs> not playing the it? Filipino line yeah. dancing. <laughs> but, yeah, so we stood there. And to say they they had some tech issues. Uh, they, they Yeah. I mean, Jim and Dan and, and pretty much everyone there except me was has been in a band or been in a band. But... Everyone recognized, like, right away, they had to do their own sound check. They had to come out. And, like, as they first started playing, things weren't quite tuned, I would say, that well. Well, yeah, what do you call it? Basically, the, if, like, if you ever see a band or you're in a band, like, if you see the guitar player just add his amp and not moving from it for a while, just keep <laughs> fucking with it, you're like, uh-oh, something's wrong. And, like, yeah. the point, and the main guitarist was dressed as Unicron, and, like, he was just standing still as could be. You, he like you can't see their face or anything. You could just see his beard, but you could just see through that costume and just know he's like, just get this fucking set done. <laughs> <laughs> we could see his soul just dying on stage. Like, God damn it, why won't this work? Yeah, credit to the two singers. Like, they still tried to keep the energy up, and you know they were belting it out as much as they could. But whew, that sound was rough. Yeah, but they started off. Did it, was their first song the actual Transformers theme, right? That was it, the they, it was, but yeah. but I think there was a little little bit of a crazy train that I kind of heard. I was like, is this crazy train? Are they playing crazy train? Yeah. And I was getting excited. I was like, okay, we're going in the right direction because it makes sense to me, right? Uh, actually, sound actually, their first song was from Rocky Four that we heard four times oh, in a row. God. So basically, <laughs> yeah. they had like a blue screen go- a screen going with uh, Rocky, the song from Rocky Four. Yeah, the and, workout montage. Yeah, the montage. So they play it, and then it stopped like halfway. And then it was like dead silence again. And then it was 10 more minutes of setup. Then they started <laughs> it up again. And then they're on stage fucking around. And then the song starts over again as they're still fucking around just... with stuff. And we're all just kind of like, okay, what's going on? But yeah, like Dan said, he's there. He wants to hear Transformer songs. So they do yeah. that. And then they start sprinkling in other ones, like parts I liked, where it's like, oh, they're doing Power Rangers now. They're doing Mortal Kombat. They did Pokemon. Uh, they did Pokemon. Oh, the Pokemon. Like, I, I okay. And, <laughs> I think that's when Dan really started to uh, go. Mm. And, and Dan's yeah. like, I like this, but I want to hear goddamn Transformers. <laughs> uh, is it wrong to think you go to a concert? Where they're dressed up perfectly. I mean, these are the best Transformers cosplay costumes I've ever seen in my life. And I'm like, I am a huge fan of that soundtrack. I told everybody constantly, and like, I work out to that. I worked out to that soundtrack today. Okay, <laughs> so like, I'm I'm ready to go. I'm ready to hear like front to back, like every song, right? Because <laughs> that's or at least most of it. Yeah. But like, man, they played. They opened up with. You know, the first song song that I actually did was the, you know, the Transformers, the main theme, yeah. you know, the metal version from the movie. And then after that, it just kept, you know, like, like you said, Bri, like, okay, now we're doing Mortal Kombat and now a little bit of Pokemon. And it was just like, kept getting further and further away. I, I was like, like, I like when they did Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin. You're like, Immigrant Song, Immigrant Song. We're not even doing Nerd Sheet now. <laughs> now, yeah. now Dan's starting to get a little, the anger monkeys are there. Yeah, and like I don't understand like like okay, immigrant songs cool and like I, I'm a huge Zeppelin fan too, but like you're a Transformers, you're the Transformers. You guys <laughs> you are the Transformers. Like I don't understand playing Zeppelin like if you're going to play songs that aren't from the soundtrack of Transformers, play songs that sound like it. Like it's obviously an 80s hair metal type of soundtrack. So yeah. like 
If they played more of that, I'd be less like, where the fuck did that come from? Like, I didn't, like, I'm, I'm, okay, it's late. I'm, you guys came on an hour late. I am tired. I, my feet hurt. I am getting cranky. And then there's, <laughs> everything's just fucking up. I can't hear the goddamn guitar player. Unicron's guitar is, I, he, I don't think he, you could hear him until the fourth song. Yeah. So it was just like. It was rough, man. And then, like, I kept hearing non-Transformer songs. And then they're like, here's a song everybody knows the lyrics to. And then they sing the Pokemon theme. I was like, God the fuck out of you, motherfuckers. Like, the fuck? Like, I get it. You're playing to the crowd. But, like, sprinkle in some Transformers. Like, I swear, they played the one Transformer song. They played, like, 30 minutes and then another Transformer song. And I was just like, yeah. oh, my God. Well, they had to sprinkle in their original in there. Which and wasn't a bad song. It sounded it like bad. 80s metal. Yeah, and I dug good. that. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was like, we rock or something. Yeah, tonight we rock really, or something like that. Yeah, it was a really good song. And like, if they did more songs like that, I don't think I would mind. But then, you know, you throw in Immigrant Song and then Barracuda is your encore. Yeah, like, of the encore songs, I was like, that was the weirdest choice in the world. Well, yeah, the one about the fish. I was like, what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> Part of me's thinking that like they had so many tech issues, they probably couldn't pull off a lot of like the more other songs with the sound effects and shit. So they probably well, just the had to, like... keyboard fu- got fucked up after, like, the first song, right? Like, she had to switch over. Yeah, she switched to a guitar, like, pretty quick, like, maybe after two songs. And, like, the yeah. guitars never sounded really good, <laughs> like, how they're supposed to. But but Dan had his bon- boner moment when they basically, like, we hope you guys will dare to be stupid with yeah. us. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, dare to be stupid. They, they did play dare to be stupid. They played three songs from the sound soundtrack. They played the Transformers theme, another song just called Dare, which is an excellent song yeah, also, yeah, and then dare to, be, dare to be Stupid. So they played three, but I'm talking like a full set. You only play three, three. Transformer songs? There, there's at least five... No, there's six songs on that soundtrack that you can sing to. Like, I get it. Most of it's instrumental stuff, but like, I mean, there's another one called like "Nothing's Gonna Stand in Our Way." Nothing's gonna stand in our way. Uh, there's another one I forget the name of, but the the big one, like the touch. You got yeah. the touch. You got the power. I mean, <laughs> I think the whole ride uh, home, Dan was like, "The touch." They didn't play the touch. Where is it? <laughs> but no, they. I, I will say it was cool being able to say like, "Hey, we saw them. We were up close." But yeah, by the time it was done, all three of us were looking at each other we're like, all right, we are all exhausted. Yeah. Dan had to get up legit early, whereas Jim and I had to get up early, but Dan had to get up. Yeah. Which is why I think I'm complaining a lot, because I did, it was like eating into my sleep time, right? Because <laughs> like, we're starting late, and I'm staying up for this, so like, yeah, I'm, I'm a cranky old man. I'm like, I stayed up for this, ladies and young, I wanted my music, I didn't want to hear their music. So yeah, I, I'm sure, it was. A, if I was not so tired and like i'm not like you know dying of like you know just dehydration from all the alcohol i was drinking i'm sure i would have had more fun yeah but like you know i i had to wake up mad early to go to work the next day so i was like oh my god just play the songs i like so uh, don't mind me i'm sure they're usually great and i'm just oh, i'm just being a whiny bitch so <laughs> now i like i said i did enjoy them and i think uh Overall, we all talked. It was a it was a big success in our eyes. It was a ton of fun. It's definitely one we want to again our rotate. I mean, we do too many games, but like now this is like another one that's yeah. The drive is a little brutal, but it's in my opinion, it's worth it. It's like it, it was it was fun enough. It was a nice little getaway. Um, yeah, and you know, we were definitely there, there's some folks that we didn't even get to hang out that we're supposed to. Um, that, you know, it's one of those things that was so chaotic getting there and like everything that happened. But, uh, 
Yeah, shout out to Jimmy. She's out. Sorry, Jimmy. Jimmy. Sorry, hang out. <laughs> I kept trying to hook up. We could not meet. <laughs> but no, it was like I said. It's definitely something I think Jim and I know we're definitely gonna plan on doing. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, I would say it's pretty much guaranteed we're going too many games. Uh, I'll knock on wood as long as nothing happens. So <laughs> as long as nobody gets COVID, right? <laughs> yeah, as long as nothing pops up. <laughs> but uh yeah no it, it was a great time always love hanging out with you dan uh what what was your uh what's your lessons learned what's what's the one thing you're gonna do different next year when we go what would i do differently i mean i i think i was like on my best behavior <laughs> during this convention so <laughs> i don't know if there's much i would change uh i didn't really piss anybody off i didn't have to apologize to anybody um, which I usually find myself doing at these things. Um, I well, took the, it easy. You, you always think you need to apologize. And when it's like, you're fine. When the whole time you're just like super happy to see everyone. Like, yeah. you're, you're like, well, for the most part, you're never a dick for the most part. Uh, as long as karaoke isn't involved. And then, uh, <laughs> or water vases. Yeah. And Bry's, Bry's Mr. Sociable. He's one to have a conversation with anyone. I'm the, uh, I'm the well-meaning fuck up. So, you know, we all, we all have, we bring to the table. Yeah, I think we balance each other out. No, but like you said, I'm I'm excited. I, I And you know what it is? It's nice, even though it's right after the holidays and you get over that hump of like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. It is still a nice way to kick off the year because January in general is a pretty boring month. So it's it's pretty cool. So we do all doing that thing where if we cough one time, we're like, okay, which of the seven diseases going around right now is this? What did I catch? <laughs> yeah, there was a – yeah, I imagine – one of us has something but we'll see yep well jim uh from sleeping in that bathroom for three hours i'm I'm sure he caught something it's not the worst bathroom i've ever passed out in so (laughs) jim how are you pregnant now what i wonder what that was (laughs) no but uh but dan now we appreciate you coming on and recapping with us of course always love drinking with you bud how's that how's that golden monkey treating you it's good. It's good. Finished it, so uh, I'll be fine. It's not gonna. Yeah, it's you're, not gonna... You're good. <laughs> no birthdays at real early, right? <laughs> no. No. I'm good. We we're fucking danking up at six a.m. the next day. Jeez, I don't even know how you did that. No, yeah. I didn't get up at six a.m. Oh. You know what I did? I couldn't sleep, so I drove home at three a.m. What? Did you really? Yeah, I oh. could not sleep. I, I took that. Um, liquid iv and i think it just got me wired and i was just like i can't fucking sleep so i was like i could either try to sleep for the next three hours or just go home and sleep at home so i drove the next three hours and just drove it home Uh, i slept at home and you know uh you know shout out to my wife because she was on the phone with me from 3 a.m to 6 a.m and it's like help me stay awake because i was yeah yeah i mean she was falling asleep you know a little bit too I mean, she, she fell asleep a few times but like still like to, to, to just stay on the phone with me the whole time you know yeah shout the out whole, to my the, wife yeah sam, the whole ride the home there. though you're like but sam they didn't play the touch <laughs> <laughs> damn well shit that's successful sam you're a champ for staying up with them and uh, <laughs> yeah i can't wait uh like i said hopefully too many games we'll be able to do it all again <laughs> <laughs> so thank you again dan 
Yeah, Cheers. of course. Thanks for having me on again, boys. It's always a pleasure. It's always fun hanging out. I, I mean, I get really drunk and I get really like, you guys are the best. This is fun. <laughs> We're gonna do this all the time. Oh, yeah. And like, I, I really mean that. You guys are like super fun to hang out with. And nah, I always have. A, I always have a good time hanging oh, yeah. out with you guys. Definitely same There's, here. I don't think we'll ever have a bad time hanging out. I think we'll definitely have to do another impersonal power hour. Oh hell yeah! Some um, so let me know. I am ready. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> All right, but cheers. Thank you again. Awesome. Talk to you, buddy. See you. All right, Chambers. So always love having Dan on. But uh, speaking of MAGFest, there's a a bit of a kerfuffle going on. There sure is. So why don't you explain to folks? Because you explained this to me, actually, on the way down to MAGFest. But uh, why don't you explain what happened there with some signage? All right. So at this year's MAGFest, and it happened early. uh, So I think from january 5th so it was probably from the first day i think it was like uh thursday then because mm. it went thursday to sunday uh they have signs posted you know pointing to all the different halls and what's going on every day at each one so uh there's one woman jennifer at jbu3 uh you know rolling eye emojis and the sign you know is like card games D over here simulations and at the very bottom like everything had an arrow and then at the very bottom said Kutaku's journalistic integrity with the 404 not found sig- or sign on it. That's so awesome. <laughs> Which is fucking It's great. just hilarious. So link will be below for anyone who doesn't know the backstory to this. So the long story short, the backstory, Kotaku ran an article last year at this time. So, you know, early January 2022 about how MAGFest had a major... Had this major, you know, COVID outbreak and problem. And, you know, they had all these snarky lines like, maybe don't go to conventions and shit like that, blah, blah, blah. Like, really, like, you know, talking down to the convention for even throwing the convention and all that kind of crap like that. Now, what I didn't realize, because I didn't, I heard about the article, but I didn't read it last year. Whoever the author was was making this big fucking stink about 50 people out of 10,000. Yeah. It was, yeah, and we'll get to the article after this, but yeah, it's literally 59 people out of 10,581. And of that number, which I don't even know how they had access to this shit, but they they told people to send in results or something after the fact. So who knows how many even did it? I don't know. But but so this was last year, and 25 were vaccine boosted, 34 weren't. Um, which, when I read this article, I didn't realize the other article you sent me, Jim, um, was from last, from last year. year. Because this year, I don't know how they handled it, but like to even buy the badge, you had to show proof you were vaccinated. So yes. I don't know if maybe that was like, okay, they learned. I guess you could debate whether 59 out of 10,000 is bad or not. To me, that's not bad considering any major event you went to in the past three years if 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 the number's that low of spreading it wasn't bad and this was also you gotta keep in mind when it was the uh it was the omnicron right where which was like the most spreadable yeah it's like the most infectious but not as severe right and so yeah so you know what i look at this as like when we walked through magfest there was a lot of really goofy signage I'll, I'll say that there's like yeah. Danny DeVito shrines thrown around. There's random posters of like, you're stop. You're in a staring contest with this guy, like stupid shit. But that is such a lighthearted jab at number one. Who takes up a banner for fucking Kotaku? Can I just ask that question? 
Well, Bri, apparently half of fucking Twitter does. Because this, like, exploded that day. And, like, the sign was obviously taken down, you know, pretty fast after this. And, like, so many people just started fucking going off and bitching about it. And the one that really got me, what got me the most was from Frank Cifaldi, who, if anyone who doesn't know what he is, he runs Game History Org. He's, like, the biggest name in game preservation. Like, the guy does do a lot of amazing work when it comes to game preservation. But, man, you just took this way too seriously. So his quote tweet to the uh, the rolled eyes, the original tweet was, Gamergate dog whistling is about the last thing I expected to see at this show. I'm very disappointed in the org for displaying this. I'm on the hook for two talks here that I was excited to give, and this has made me lose steam. <sighs> okay. Yeah. It's 2020 fucking three. When was Gamergate? 2014, 2015, that was the height of it. I am maybe too dumb to even understand what is he actually trying like the way he be- phrased be- it. So, dog whistling. So yeah, okay, so Gamergate for those who weren't around then or who forget or don't. Uh, God, I fucking hate talking about Gamergate. Uh, so basically it was a big th- whole thing about Zoe Quinn and who she was or wasn't seeing in the gaming journalism community to maybe or maybe not boost her thing, which turned into this whole goddamn gigantic thing of, you know, the idea behind it was integrity in journal- game journalism, but then... They're turned into a whole bunch of... You know, there were some sh- a lot of shitheads out there who would constantly dox and fucking death threats to anyone who was, like, on the anti-Gamergate side. It became this whole big civil war in gaming for two fucking years. And a lot of grifters made a lot of money fucking off of it. And then eventually people stopped caring. And the only people who ever bring it up at this point are people who... It's, it's just game journalists looking for, like, their sword to throw themselves on for how victimized that they are. So is it so then when I read Frank Cifaldi's thing, is he claiming like they're trying to Yeah, basically dog whistling is like a term saying like, you know, they're trying to rile up the fucking the gamer gators to be against the journos or something. Like it's just tough. But but once again, to your point, I thought most people already dunked on Kotaku. Yes, everyone fucking hates Kotaku. <laughs> Like, that's the part I don't understand. It's like, why all of a sudden are we taking up arms? Is anyone taking up arms? for? It'd be different if, if they called out a specific individual reporter. But Kotaku in general, I mean, we, we covered our articles, but we also, they have a long track history. And from all the responses I've seen, like, a lot of people are saying that. They're like, number one, dude, it's a joke. Number two, it's Kotaku who does not have the best record. Yeah, and then the, like he probably didn't know about the article from last year. So like, it was just them jabbing back at Kotaku. Like, yeah, gives a fuck. One in general who really cares that much. Like, dude, if you want to complain that it's unprofessional, sure, fine. But I mean, it's a fucking nerd convention, and fuck, ugh, fucking, we'll get into it later. But you give nerds a little bit of power. Like one fucking guy at the door was like, "That's not welcome here." Because I tried oh, to walk yeah, into they, one of I the mean, halls with a beer. It's like, okay, yeah. dude, just say throw the beer out and come back in. Like, don't be a fucking dick. I mean, here's the deal. I'm I'm okay with the regular Joe Schmo. If this guy was a video, I would expect that from a like a video game journalist. But like you yeah, said, like it's always like the Jason Scryers and shit like that who like basically anytime a journalist will like will have a bad take, then they'll just be like, oh, the gamer gators are out, and then that like brings out like fucking that it's like a Twitter explosion for three days. Yeah, and then it's annoying, and then it goes away because no one actually cares about Gamergate anymore. 
But this even guy, all the people who were like deep into like all the Gamergate conspiracies and all that bullshit. None of them talk about Gamergate anymore. I think the last one was fucking stupid Sargon back in like 2018. When he like wanted when he was trying to run for fucking office in the UK. That fucking schmuck. So Yeah, I don't know. I, I just I look at that and I just go Okay, I'm very and you know, he did kind of come back and say he told he was told the sign is gone. I get it. They're mad about an article from a year ago, but I totally forgot about that. And I'm sure others did too. For me as a casual observer, this was Kotaku in action and it made me feel gross for being there. Yeah. I think Kotaku in action was a fucking, I think that was a subreddit or maybe uh, a 4chan board of like people who would point out anytime like a journalist was doing something shitty. And then, like, I guess all the gamer gays will, like, pile on at that point. But, I mean, it's the fucking internet. Log off for three days, and then it doesn't matter. Who yeah. gives a shit? And then he went on, finally, said, I love this show, and I'm happy to be here. I'm going to assume it was a boneheaded mistake and something that wasn't thought through. Everyone I've met who runs the show is cool as hell, so it was surprising. So oh, with the backpedaling? That's, well, it's not even full. He's still kind of, like, just let it be. Just He could have just left that, like, this is a cool show. He didn't need to say it was something bonehead mistake. Like, it, as you said, it wasn't that fucking serious. Frank, dude, you're a video game historian. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, why are you so... I don't know. He's like simping for a Kotaku, and it's very fucking odd. I don't get it. I don't, like... Can you not... In the future, without me... And <laughs> I know the running joke on our Discord is I'm not the internet guy... But are you not allowed to call out journalists? Like, like we've called out a lot of Kotaku articles where it's like, oh, this game is so racist. And then you read it, you're like, oh, no. Kotaku just purposely gave it the most misleading title ever. And then we, you read we've it. We've defended Kotaku articles a lot, like you're saying. We, we've defended the because the poor authors are stuck with a fucking, you know, head editor who gives it some yeah. shit dick clickbait headline. And then everyone freaks out about it for, like, something that's like a kind of milquetoast article that's fair. Yeah, but that's my point is, like, can't you just also, what if the author is just a shithead and does a bad take? You're not allowed to just call it out that it's a bad take anymore? Like, that's just, that's a silly ass thing. And yeah, frankly, this is like a, I don't know how popular he actually is. But I mean, he's a he's a pretty big name in the scene. Like, I mean, the guy, like he he he's a guy who like dumps like he's dumped hundreds of different like super rare prototypes and shit like that. Like, he is like the big name with game preservation. Yeah, so but for him to weigh in and kind of try and come down on Mag, I don't know. That's just a weird thing. Like, dude, drink a beer, play a game, enjoy yourself. Just, uh, see what I did there, Jim? Ugh. What are you? What are you a gamer gator, Jim? Hating on bad takes? <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> I'll be good. I'm too tired. <laughs> but no, I mean, and then you also posted here the actual Kotaku article from Sissy Jiang. I'm gonna butcher that name, but uh, yeah, she basically covers the fact that there's. Dozens of COVID exposures, including the come over room. C-U-M, ha. Uh, yeah, like, again, it's fucking nerds running a convention. It's like, okay, the come over, i fun. But what's interesting is it's like it was one of those situations where I guess somebody had, they, I, 
the article, this woman is definitely one of those people who just like, yelled at people. You can tell she yelled at people on Twitter all day about COVID for like two years before writing oh, this article. You mean like the random not people working there who were yelling at certain folks about not having masks on at this year's convention? Yeah, I mean this. I mean this convention, like it was hard. I saw one guy. I was like, oh, the you know the conventions being what people making a woke statement and like all wearing masks. It was like, no, we were forced to. Like we had to wear masks to be there. Yeah. We had to wear masks and we had to like either take our cards with us or prove our vaccination status beforehand. Like they were hardcore about it. Whatever. No, but here's the deal. I and I get that. I'm saying I actually I don't care that the venue people we even talked about that dick at the door who was too abusive with power, but like there was other just venue goers. Yeah, who would yell at people who were trying to enforce about like a woman's rolling by on her rascal, eating her fifth, like, chili dog, yelling at this other woman who's, like, taking a sip of something, like, you need your mask on. I'm like, you're impacting my health. I, I'm mm. like, what? 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 And, like, Ooh, it, nope. <laughs> there was just so much inconsistencies. It's like, did you you caught shit for, like, carrying a beer around, right? Because uh, like, it's an open container. For trying to bring it in into a hall, yeah. yeah Which, but, okay, I guess that was the rule. Whatever, but, like, people, when you're out in this day and age, let people at the events be the enforcers. You don't need to enforce the protocol that's already there. Like, come on, man. Like, especially it's 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 2023. I get it. You want people to wear masks. Maybe you're mad that you're wearing it, too. But if someone's taking a sip of something or taking it down for a second, relax. I don't know. Yeah, I think Dan got yelled at by one random person when he was just like scratching his like cheek or something. Like well, he took it off just to like breathe for a second. James did. Yeah, yeah, James did. I James. mean, he was just in a random hallway with nobody. Like every, like all of us. I think. I mean, me. I don't. I don't. I don't think I was. If I was, I ignored it. But it's one of those deals, though. As soon as we got to the bar, though, where everyone's mask is off because you're drinking at a bar. Yeah, the main hall, the whole bottom floor is just all bars and restaurants where no one has masks on anyway because they're drinking and eating. Yeah, so you're just like, okay. Um, But, yeah, no, to your point, like, so this person who wrote the article, I will say, like, MAGFest, this is our first experience. But I could imagine that some nerds, like, made a joke sign that said come over so when i saw this article i was looking to see like was there a picture of this is there some link to it no she just like mentions it once that a party room had the sign come over on it yeah because people windows. were like you said people were just posting shit on walls and stuff so it could have just been some dumb thing that was there yeah. someone put up like in the in that main atrium people had like disco balls lights like people did legit ass setups so yeah oh yeah a bunch of nerds of course are gonna make some stupid corny ass sign that's like okay but she like painted the picture that this is what magfest is all about to try like also say like throw that in with like the covid things and as we said dozens of covid exposure over ten thousand people come on kotaku just a bad take it is what it is um i'm waiting to see like do you imagine anything comes out from this year's MAGFest? Maybe. I mean, it was funny as we were uh, driving into it. Uh, you were like, yeah, did anyone else's phone just start blowing up notifications about uh, what do you call it, COVID exposures and shit like that? 
Well, yeah, mine, my, my phone by Saturday was just like, this particular area is reading as very, so like, the, what, what is that area that it's at? Uh, National Harbor or something like that? When yeah. The, the so, ass into Maryland, something like that. It's it right by DC. Blowing the hell up. So I'm very, very curious how many exposures there actually will be. But then again, we're also at this weird point where right now is even COVID the thing. I think more people are worried about catching RSV. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of shit going around. And I mean, at this point, too, like anyone who's going there, it's not like any of this is a surprise to us. We all know the risks that we're taking doing this. So, yeah, you don't have to talk down to us. We're all doing the same fucking thing. Yeah, I don't know. I I think I think, uh, you know, it's just it's just it was just nice getting back to normal to a degree. But uh, yeah, Frank, calm your tits. Yeah, right, t- tell me I'm wrong, Jim. Nah, you're not wrong. I, I, a lot of people who freaked out, it's just like it's not that big of a deal. By the way, Jim, I know I'm not the internet guy, but was there a reason the Colossus yell was a thing? So oh much? yeah, what do you call it? Uh, Adam uh, Square Painter uh, actually explained it to us. So yeah, if you're at Magfest, the meme of Magfest is people just going around and they start doing the Colossus yell from the X Men arcade yeah. game. And Brian and I, and even Dan, were all like, what, what the, why do they keep doing this? Why why are people just randomly yelling? So apparently, like, 10 years... This was the 20th MAGFest, so I think it was, like, maybe the 7th or 8th one. I guess there was a uh, there's an X-Men arcade machine in the arcade area, and it was, like, kind of fucking up. So I guess for I, I guess they could just, like, keep spamming Colossus' attack. So mm. everyone who would play it would just keep col- spamming it the entire time. So all you heard in the arcade hall was... So that's like the big yell that people would just start randomly doing there. So. Yeah, like, and so we saw it. I, I the first, so I, there were signs all over, like, please be courteous to hotel guests. And there was other ones that actually said, like, do not do the Colossus yell. <laughs> like, oh, really? I didn't even see that. Yeah, because I, I saw that. I saw that. And then later, one of the times when we were going up or down the escalator, Someone did it, and then a few others did it, and I went, oh, I guess that's, like, a thing people do. But where we really saw it was at the concert, where, like, in terms of, like, instead of chanting something, they were trying to get the Colossus yell going for, like, everyone. That, that was happening a lot, too, in that whole hour-long lull between uh, mm-hmm. the, the one act and the, uh, you yeah, it was, like, the creators of color, and then after that was the lull, and then it was uh, Cybertronic Spree. Can I say one of my favorite things, though, while we were in that long-ass lull, there was, like, seven times where random dudes would just try to start it, and nobody went with it. (laughs) And I made a point to look at their faces of just the pure shame of, like, oh, that didn't work. (laughs) But, guys, this is the thing we do. Come on. We just did it seven times in a row. Why can't I be the one to start it? It it, it was – yeah, that that was pretty – I meant to ask about that. I didn't hear Adam's explanation. So Yeah, he explained it to Dan and I. So it's like, oh, that's what it is. Makes sense. It's like, okay. But no, as we said with Dan, it was it really was a great time. Uh, we assuming everything's all good. It's something I would love to go back to every year because uh, Same. Yeah, it's it's just it's a ton of fun. And as Jim said, if you ever do go to any of these conventions that we're going to, make sure let us know. Love to meet up with you, have a beer with you, whatever. Just and like we said, it's, it's super busy. So 
it's gonna be tough to meet everyone and shit like that. So you know, we had to sparse out the time between everyone we're hanging out with. But yeah, yeah. I mean, you, when if you're there, you'll see it's a fucking madhouse. Mm-hmm. So Chambers, uh, even though your body's still in hurt mode, how how's the coolers like treating you tonight? Actually, my body started just giving me that little like twist right in the stomach. You're just like, oh, you are not doing this again. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be tapping out pretty early. Slowing down, yeah. Yeah, yeah this, uh, this Hells, it's, I mean, you said it and I've said it. What I always get with loggers, I don't know if you do, by the end of everyone, like in the middle of it, I'm enjoying it, but there's always that kind of like stale taste in your mouth. Yeah. And that's a common thread with lagers. That's my only complaint about the beer. Otherwise, it's a big boy beer, so it went down way too smooth. But it's only 5%, so it's not really going to get you that drunk. Um, I'd say you don't have to go out of your way to try it, but as a lager goes, it would be a perfect replacement for any other basic lager you try. So yep. if you see it in the stores in that pack, I'd suggest giving it a go. Otherwise, don't go out of your way. Yeah, no, like that entire pack, like it's filled with a lot of pretty good, not not like amazing, but it's all definitely worth a try. It's yeah. it's a good pack to get like one Christmas to try them all once and be like, okay, I did that. Yeah, exactly. So with that, guys, we want to say thank you once again for watching or listening. And if you are watching, please make sure to hit that notification bell if it's your first time. Please hit the subscribe button. We are trying to get to 10k this year, so we really appreciate the support. And if you're listening. Hit the subscribe button if you give us a five-star rating. Even if you want to bash us, we will read any of those comments in our episodes. So with that, have a good night, everyone, and cheers. Cheers, everyone.